And that's what I decided. I'm going to murder my mother. But I didn't feel that I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm the king, man. I decide who's does what and where they do it at. So next time you see me, <laughs> I will kill you. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Mason Jar Chronicles. We're doing another episode on Ariel Castro, maybe the last one. I'm not really sure. Well, we'll figure. We'll see what we get to in this one. But I'm joined by Johnny, and I'm Corey. I need to introduce myself this time. I think everybody knows um, who you are. And yeah, if they don't, they'll see it. Probably. In, you know the the thing. the thing. I'll probably say my name again on the episode. But uh, last fuck, I don't even know when we recorded last. We Johnny went on spring break, was, like actual spring two break. Weeks like ago, he left at least. his house two weeks ago. So, yeah, so he left his house to go like do spring break stuff. Uh, I had an amazing spring break. Uh, no, I didn't. I just worked all the time. And <laughs> no, I uh, hung out with my son. I'm, and that's I'm trying to keep uh, spring breaks and summer breaks and winter breaks alive as an adult. I uh, you got to stay young. I mean, working in education mm-hmm. it helps, but um, I uh, you don't want to be 26 with a kid, right? Well, I'm 32 with a spring break. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so our lives are reversed. <laughs> but no, I had a really good spring break. Uh, I had school, and I love my son. Yeah, yeah. I love my kid, by the way. The uh, it always works out for me just because spring break falls on the same week as uh, for both work in the school district and uh, at MSU where I'm taking classes. So it's I don't have to worry about anything for a whole week. It's nice. But yeah, I uh, spent seven days out in Arizona. Man, uh, it, it was nice. nice being back in Tempe. Uh, Mm-hmm. I uh, I have some friends out in Surprise. I hung out there. I saw uh, I got to see a, a Rangers spring game while I was out there, and then cool, cool. Did you watch the sunset? I did not. So those are really that's fucking. You fucked I, up. I mean, those I spent a lot good. of time outside. Arizona sunsets are amazing. Like I did a lot of cycling. I did some mountain biking with my buddy, and then um, nice. I did. Uh, I took my bike out with me, so I, uh, I pedaled around Tempe, and then. Uh, I think uh, didn't run into any cars, did you? No, no, not this time. Uh, which is nice because I took the <laughs> this new uh, bike that I just built. But uh, Thomas and I actually rode together. Does he still have that one bike? We'll talk about it. He has a couple bikes, but uh, nice. yeah, we pedaled up to Scottsdale and back, and then hung out on on Mill. And uh, but it was a good time. It was a good spring break, and then I got back like late Saturday night and got ready for the work week, and now I'm grinding again. That's cool, man. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about you guys at spring break. What did you guys do on spring break? Did you work or did you do nothing? Or did you go to the beach and uh, hopefully cleaned up after yourself? Because a lot of people don't do that. Oh, they're really quiet. Hmm? I guess no one did anything. Yeah, no one's. Are we recording right yeah. now? Yeah. Nobody's saying this, anything. This thing is on. Oh fuck! That's right. No one's listening. <laughs> this thing is on. Right, right. right. We're not, it's not live. That's right. I forgot. It's no, no, stupid. no. I forgot. Maybe eventually, but yeah, maybe it's good that we don't. Speaking of no one listening, let's get into the kidnapping of these girls. I'm sorry. That's fucked up. <laughs> but seriously, no one listened. No. Uh, uh, yeah, now we should start part two anyway. And I think I yeah, think this speak- show, I think we can wrap it up in this one. Just, But yeah, so um, we're, last episode we covered up to – Ariel Castro and his wife splitting up. So this episode is when he goes crazy. He doesn't really have a berserker mode because he doesn't kill anyone. But he does start kidnapping people at an alarming rate because kidnapping anyone is alarming. At any I think rate, one no kidnapping is at an alarming rate. Of one and done should be the should be the thing. Maybe not. I even don't one, think one and done. Do I think zero people. and done, Corey. I, I, uh, well, that doesn't rhyme and it doesn't sound as I, good. Well, so. it's still kidnapping. So, right, 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 right. Kidnapping. None and done. So, that rhymes for you. None and done. None and done. That's perfect. Dude. None go, and done man. when it comes to kidnapping. April 23rd, 1981. We're going to hop in the time machine here. Michelle Knight was born to Barbara Knight. We don't know her father's name. Her parents had identical twins, Eddie and Freddie. And I think it's so funny when <laughs> twins are named rhyming names. Like my dad has a twin and they're Gary and Terry. Gary and Terry. Sick. They sound like a fucking circus act. I think it makes it even harder. Okay, it's 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 hard enough that you look the same. We talked about naming people on the last episode. Right. Well, I mean, there's, you know, but, you know, you look, you, it's hard enough to tell the difference between two twins if they're identical. Uh, but your name right. the same? Now I've got to figure out which fucking letter to put at the beginning of your name. 
Yeah, if you yell up the stairs, Eddie, it's and he didn't hear the little the, bit, the beginning. It sounds like you said maybe Freddie. He could have been coughing. He could have been sneezing. Heard Teddy. Yeah, anything. Heard Teddy instead of Freddie. And then he's like, "Well, he's not talking to me because my name's Freddie, not Teddy." Yeah, and if it's an emergency, he's completely disregarded it. It's just the house is on fire. Freddie's dead. Yeah, because he his name rhymes because with his, his fucking name so. rhymes with his twin brother. So I hope your parents are happy because now your son is. Let dead. this be a lesson, anyone who listens. Don't name your twins rhyming names because your son will definitely die in a house. No fire. rhyming names. One of them, and then you have one twin. Hopefully, you liked him more anyway. Well, you. I think you always like one kid more. That's why I think you should stick with one because Noah should be the favorite. But right, if you have another one, yeah, you've got to pick one that you favorite. like more. I mean, I work in education. Right. I. You're not supposed to have favorites, but you do. Let's be real. Yeah, I don't have a favorite dog, but I do. Well, that's why I only have well, one I'm not dog. Tell anyone who it is. Bogey, Bogey's right. the favorite. He's the one and only. Right, because he's the only one. I mean, it's kind of like winning a race when you're the only one running. I mean, it's, it doesn't really. He count. actually just brought me a ball. He wants to play now. Well, sucks for him. We're busy. So Eddie and Freddie didn't have to worry about uh, dying in a house fire because they were raised in a car, <laughs> um, often fighting for space as a child. I swear to God, they were raised in no, a car. No, your delivery that was, was great. That was the perfect caveat. No, Thank that, you. Yeah, I'm digging it. I thought it was good. Um, so they did eventually get a house because Cleveland Social Services housed them in a bad part of town. So, you know, but at least they weren't living in a car anymore, I guess. Uh, being on welfare – uh, after this, they lived in a series of run-down houses. At five, uh, Michelle was sexually molested by a family friend. Is he a friend, though? Because he did that. No, he's a terrible human being. He's a piece of shit. I he's wouldn't not call a him a friend after that. Whoa, okay. We have two different Don't definitions die. of friend. Sorry. I get calm heated. Down, I get heated. People are listening right now. Like, calm down. You're coming off as, like, crazy. I get a little emotional <laughs> when we talk about <laughs> children and sexual assault. Well, I got some news for you. This episode's not going to be good. No, I'm going to be upset the entire time. This episode's chock full of sexual assault. Let's get it. No, no pun intended. No. Right. Okay. Moving on. We're being real offensive on this episode. We <laughs> <laughs> have like six listens. Um, and this happened daily throughout her childhood, which is terrible. Yeah, terrible yeah, it's tragic, stuff. man. Uh, Michelle was classified as slow, which I feel like is an outdated word to use when. Referring to someone's mental state. Well, Is yeah. You're in mean, education with that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I work in special ed. Uh, I mean, it used to be MR. I feel like slow is kind of like the R well, word. Well, mental so. retardation used to be the common thing, and we're trying to phase it out. I mean, but it's, you know, it's... What is it now? It's uh, intellectual disability. It's ID. So the or words are just getting Intellectually longer. delayed. Uh, well, but they're just more PC. I mean, A learning disability. A learning disability just, you know, uh, I mean... Just sped. I mean, I, I say sped. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it hurts anybody's feelings. To my knowledge, it doesn't. But, I mean, I'm loose with it. I mean, sped? Well, spe- like SPED? Yeah, special ed. Like, I work. I work oh, okay. Because refer- like, we're talking about slow. Well, no, I'm, not, slow. I'm not calling a kid a sped like kid. Fast. I just, I, uh, of course, I, I, well, I differentiate between, like, uh, sped and gen ed, which is general education. Right. So I when I'm talking that. to other educators and I say sped and gen ed, they know. And then I don't say sped kid. Um it just right because that sounds offensive. That is just an easier way of just saying special education. It's like the military using acronyms. Well, and there's a ton in special education. I we I, I could spend which hours. we are not going to get no, into. No, yeah, episode. no, it's tons. But yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's slow is not something that I would use when referring to someone who has. Uh, I wouldn't either. A I feel like that's something or, old or learning say. challenges. Like, is he slow? Or like when they talk about gay people, they're like, he's a little sweet, huh? Yeah, yeah, that whole sugar in the tank thing, I feel like that's extremely – I mean that's – for me, I think it's almost worse than, uh, you know, homo or or anything that could be derogatory. Well, homo is just acting, you know, shorting – I just say gay because I know it's okay. Gay, I'm uh, I'm in the safe zone, so I just say gay or same sex. And here at the Mason Jar Chronicles, gay is okay. Gay is – it's – As in if you're gay, it's okay, but it's also okay to call – to say that – that person is gay if they are a homosexual person. Yeah, man, be gay. Be gay, be straight. I don't give a shit. Don't call it gay if you don't like it because that's messed up. Well, I usually – well, no. But I like to think – We're getting off topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting really far off topic here. So at 13, um, she had barely made it through the fifth grade, which I feel – are you 13 in fifth grade? Uh, no, you're right? 11. 13. You're like You're in, 11, I think, in fifth yeah. grade. So, so she'd been held back. But, but because of certain home life circumstances, she was, she was probably held back a couple of years. 
And she yeah, was, and she was, you know, she had a learning, delay. but I, you know, th- there's a good chance that she didn't necessarily belong in a special education uh, classroom. It's just that she was going through a tough time, right? The traumatic experiences probably created, uh, learning delays, uh, which, you know, I mean, it's distracting when a kid goes to school hungry, it's hard to learn. So if you're being sexually right. abused, it's it, uh, and hungry, probably, no, you're, you're probably, you're probably not concentrating or think about academics and they're going to being observed. You're probably going to seem someone who's not responsive because you're numb emotionally, physically. Right. So I could see how they would just slam her into a special ed program. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, and I don't even think, cause we talked a lot on the last episode about early intervention and I don't even think earlier it's, it's, she was dealing with this abuse at home nonstop. Maybe don't molest kids and they might do better in school. Yeah, I mean early intervention is – I mean that focuses it's more definitely on – definitely worth a shot. You know? Let's say uh, there's a family with a, with a child who's uh, entering the school age years, four, five, six years old. Uh, and they uh, – early intervention is to uh, get that kid going in the right direction before he starts kindergarten because – I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why I get Johnny started on the, the education stuff because he's just gonna. This is gonna be a four-hour oh, episode. Man. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> he just he loves what he does. You know. I do. I really do. You, anyway, you find yeah. Slow is not recommended, but it's used. So anyway, <laughs> but don't say slow. Moving the fuck on. Yeah, I wouldn't say slow. I'm just saying, you know. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, see the able, not the label. You know what I'm saying. Oh, that's a good one too. That's good. and it rhymes. A lot of rhyming on this episode too. <laughs> I'm gonna start flowing in a minute. <laughs> theme of this episode. Get the fuck ready. Yeah. <laughs> so she ran away from home when she was 13 to escape the molestation. Pretty uh, reasonable reason to run away from home, I would say. Right, but at, at um, that age, it's I mean, you've got to you've got to be thinking pretty maturely to know that you have to get out of a situation that you're in. It's it, such a young age, man. It's insane. It's insane. Okay, but imagine being 13 and she ended up finding a highway underpass to sleep in a garbage can under to keep warm. Like, at 13. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was treated like an animal, so she's probably going to have some pretty decent animalistic instincts. But, I mean, she probably felt more comfortable sleeping in a trash can than getting molested. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's not even a question. It, I mean, if a kid wants to run away from home, either... Yeah, I mean, you know, if a kid – everybody says they're going to run away as a kid, but, you know, you get down the driveway. I ran away as a kid. Bear. I did. I Yeah, man. I drove my bike down the road. Yeah, I rode, I rode my bike to my grandparents, I think. I rode mine like to the end of the road. A mile like, away. This is not going to work out because, I mean, how am I going to eat? Like, what am I Exactly. Gonna right. But this girl stayed in an underpass, so that tells you – Right. Well, my home – She was just looking for anything else. better than hers. Yeah, no. I, I, would, I, I know you well enough to know that it probably was. It definitely yeah. was. Um, but she was recruited by a drug gang, and they set her up an apartment. And in an apartment, giving her $300 a week as a drug runner. Um, I don't know the going rate for drug runners, um, but no idea. I don't think $300 is a lot. It might have been back then, though. It was a long time ago. Um, and after a few weeks, the gang leader got busted, and Michelle was then again homeless. Uh, after leaving the apartment, she was spotted on the street by a family friend who called her father and drove her over – and drove over – and he just grabbed her and threw her in the back seat and just started hitting her for whatever reason. Uh, not the most stable individual. No, no, I think we've established that by now. Uh, fast forward a little bit. At 17, she got pregnant with somebody named Eric. That's all, literally all I know about him. Uh, but later it was reported she was gang raped by three boys in school. This girl could just not catch a fucking break, man. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Five months pregnant. It's crazy how someone becomes a target. Uh, you know, it's like like just seeing like this this spiraled pattern. You know, it's just like one thing after the other. Just terrible stuff happening to this poor girl. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. So, at five months pregnant, her father left, and her mom started dating another man named David Feckley. Uh, on October twenty fourth, nineteen ninety nine, eighteen at this point, uh, Michelle gave birth to her son Joey. And Joy was her fucking world. I mean, like most, you know, all moms love their kids, you know. Well, most of them do. Uh, but Joy was like her entire world. Everything she did, she wanted to, to do it for Joey. 
she lived with her mother on West 60th Street, and she wanted to find a good job to move out and to support her son. Um, but Barbara, her mother, asked her boyfriend to move in, and he had a history of violence and drank a lot, which is not a good combination. But, ever. Yeah. With anyone. Uh, so when Joey was two months old, Michelle walked in on David and Joey laying on the bed. And when Michelle came in, David got up and started making, quote, inappropriate comments to Michelle, I'm assuming of the uh, sexual nature, because he sounds like a scumbag. Uh, I guess it just made Joey scared. So Joey got scared, and he wet himself, and this pissed David off for some reason, and David grabbed Joey by the leg so hard that he fractured his knee. Now, I have a two-month-old son, and I couldn't imagine... It would take a lot to squeeze a baby enough to fracture their knee, but you'd have to be a psychopath to do something like that to a baby, to a little, tiny, helpless baby. Well, it's. I mean, first of all, they're brittle bones; so it's going to be breakable. But we, we, right? They're like new bones. Right, but we do live in a society where you know, driving down the highway, you're likely to see a billboard that has to tell you not to shake your baby. Wait, you're not supposed to shake him? No, no, you're not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the word is yeah. They, I think they just changed that. It's kind of like that whole like. Are you sure? Because I think you can. I think it's fine. Are you sure? You know, I think they changed about the same time they said, uh, "Okay, we were wrong. You can now eat the yolk. It's actually good cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Also, right, babies should not be shaken." Well, shoot. so yes, yolk. I'm just kidding. I don't shake my and, baby ever because I'm never frustrated with him because I love him. Today. Okay, yeah. Well, I. I uh, I mean, I can see how people get frustrated, you know, from shit, but yeah, shaking a baby is... That, that's crazy, though, man. Like, shaking a baby is insane. Like, how, what is that solving for you? Punch a hole in the wall or something. See, and that's the thing. I've never... I, I've shit. never been... I mean, I think we both know that I can lose my temper. I can be upset. I can I can be upset about no. something that no one else is upset about. Oh, no However, way, dude, super Yeah, 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 yeah. However, <laughs> I have never been so upset that I have punched uh, someone that didn't deserve it, a wall, a door, my car. Like, I've never resorted to, like— I punched a hole in the wall before, but probably, like, three times my whole life. No, I've, I've never— I've never resorted to, to trying to break things around me because I was so angry. I— well, I've good, never man. looked at you a wall. I, I, the wall's going to win every time. I don't know, man. You should try punching a hole in drywall. It's pretty satisfying when you're mad. Right, but then I got to fix the shit. It's not that hard. You just get some drywall. It's, it's not about the difficulty of a task. It's about taking the time out of my easy. day to fix something that I shouldn't have broken in the first place. Right. That's rational thinking right there. Well, it's forward thinking, and it's not a very common <clears throat> thing. Right. It is not. Um, so yeah, baby bones, very fragile. Baby bones breakable. Uh, baby bones Fra- are fragile. Very yes, very. Handle with care. Um, so Michelle lied at the hospital because she didn't want to risk losing Joey being in a terrible living situation. Social services are not too fond of that. Um, but David's sister called the hospital and told them what really happened, and Joey was then placed in foster care, and David was later charged with this crime. Uh, I'm assuming they would charge him with, like, child endangerment or assault or assault on a child. Hopefully assault on a child so he gets registered as a sex offender or something for the rest of his life. Well, yeah, I mean, that's always, a, that's always a plus. Right, with their lives ruined. Um, well, not just ruined. It's like, so, yeah, you should be able to – you should have to register. Like, the whole registration yeah. process is so satisfying to me. I know it's probably not, oh, like, yeah. a, a, a foolproof thing for the system, but uh, – you know, convicted. God damn it! If they're embarrassed, I'm happy. No, for yeah, it. I mean, yeah, in certain violations, like living close to schools, or yeah, man. Oh, I love that it inconveniences them so much. Like, you can't go to the park, you can't go near a school. I love it. Dude. You're it's lucky great. you I still get it. to live in society, in my opinion. Right. I think they should be hung upside down and put in a fucking concrete. Society is filled with children. If you can't handle yourself around children, you shouldn't be. You should in society. Right. I just. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, All right. So, uh, in June, Michelle moved out and lived with a relative. Uh, She was devoted to getting Joy back because, like I said earlier, Joy was like her entire world. 
And uh, she's looking for a job again so she can get a place, get Joey back, and, you know, have a normal, somewhat normal life. And soon after this, she met Emily Castro, which is a crazy turn of events because that is obviously Ariel Castro's daughter. And she became friends with her. And like we stated earlier, too, she was usually held back in school. So she was used to hanging out with younger kids. Uh, she was seven years older than Emily. Emily talked about Castro, talked on the phone with him, and even showed Michelle a picture of him in her phone. And I just think it's such a crazy turn of events, man, that, like, she met his daughter, and that's what kind of set him in motion to go after her. Right. Like, that's something he uses later on. So, August 22nd, Michelle Knight had a 2 30 appointment at social services to meet about Joey. So, this could be the day she gets Joey back. Um... But Michelle didn't know where the office was, so her caseworker offered to drive her, but Michelle turned it down because she – a relative had offered to drive her. And at 11 a.m., her fucking relative canceled on her, so flaked out on her. Um, so she decided to walk to the appointment given she didn't know where it was. Uh, she got lost. She went into a family dollar on 106th Street and Lorraine Avenue to call the caseworker and get directions, um, which is – you know, it's a different time. They didn't have Google Maps and – all that they had regular maps, but I don't think that would have like buildings on it and stuff, more of like roads and trails and such, right? Probably soon. Yeah, right. So Castro was driving around and saw her walk into the Family Dollar, and he got out and walked into the store also, and he overheard her asking someone, heard her asking someone the way to the office, and then in his fucked up brain he realized this was the perfect time to execute his plan. So he walked up to Michelle and told her he knew where it was. Michelle recognized him from the pic from Emily's phone, and she said, I think I know you. Your daughter's name is Emily. And Castro responded with, small world, isn't it? Fucking creepy, man. So Ariel Castro, I know, it just sounds creepy. Like I say small world all the time, but it sounds creepy when he mm. said it because I feel like he had this like sinister grin on his face, you know? It just seems like he put himself in that position on purpose. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. He wanted to kidnap her. 100% he did it on purpose. weird. So it doesn't really count as being a small well, that, world. Well, yeah, that's why it's so fucking creepy. Yeah, it is because he planned it out because he's a fucking psychopath. So Ariel Castro helped Michelle into the car, and she noticed there were no handles on the inside of the door, which um, – hey, if you ever get into a car and there are no handles on the <laughs> passenger side inside the door, the just get the door. fuck out of the car right then and there. Don't question anything. Is he poor? Don't care. Get out of the fucking car. <laughs> because that's not normal. And at least address it. Hey, man, where are the new handles over here? You know? Right. But we get in cars with strangers all the time now because of Uber and all that kind of stuff. So if you get into an Uber true. and they do not have handles on the inside of the door, um, look for the sticker first. Get the fuck when they pull out. up, look for the U or the lift sign. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If important. some dude pulls up in some gassy ass fucking El Camino saying, hey, I'm here for the Uber. Definitely do not get in the car with yeah, that yeah. person. Check the app, dude. Check the app. Check the app. Where's your driver at right <laughs> yeah, now? Text What's his name? Text him. Ask him what he's wearing. Ask him what you're wearing. Fuck that. Call him. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. It tells you the car on there. Do not get in the car that's not the car that says it on there. You got to be smart. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's fucking foolproof pretty much. It tells you everything on there. It tells you the fucking license plate. It does. It does. So, yeah, you can't get it wrong, but whatever. Yeah. But people do. So... Uh, he had a sign in the window saying puppies for sale, which is weird because they never mentioned him as a dog lover. Uh, and Michelle told him how Joey loved puppies, which what kid doesn't? Uh, so he drove by his house saying he needed to check on the puppies, and Michelle stayed in the car. He went inside for a while and came back out. And when he came back out, he told Michelle to come inside and pick out one of the puppies for Joey. If a stranger's trying to give you a puppy, do not go in their house to get it. Bring that fucker out here and I'll get him in the yard. If someone goes in their house before you, several minutes before they let you in, it's don't go in there. Just don't go into strangers' houses. Yeah, dude, you should have cleaned before I got here, before you brought people over, okay? If you're telling me to wait in the yeah, yard, so you, you should just keep your house clean, yeah. man. Nah, man. Like, the dude is setting up person. traps. And just oh, I'm gonna get to what he's setting up, and I'm gonna tell you oh, what he exactly what he set up, and it is not puppies. Definitely not. Pu it looks nothing like puppies. I swear to it God, it looks nothing like a dog you're at all. You're gonna think I it's puppies, you. but then you'll be like, this is nothing like not. puppies. 
This is not puppies. There's tape on my mouth. This is not What? This is nothing like puppies. This isn't the kind of puppies <laughs> I'm familiar with. No, I mean, but let me stay and see what kind of puppies they might be. Cause yeah, there might be some puppies. But there's not. There's, there's no fucking puppies. There's never puppies. So, so she walked in and said it seemed oddly quiet because they are fucking puppies and you would expect to hear them yelping and all that shit that puppies do. If you go into a house to get a puppy and there's no sounds of puppies, get out of the house. There's no puppies. Just don't go in there. There ain't no puppies. There's red flags all over this fucking thing. Just, just, just go, don't go in Walk there. Walk away. Just be like, hey man, I don't want to. You know what? You know, hey, I gotta go. today's I got shit today's to do. Not a good I got day. things to do. I got things to do. <laughs> I got things to do. <laughs> That's good. Um, and he told her his daughter Emily was downstairs and she would see her soon. But god damn it, she never did. No. Shit. So Castro led. Now this is where it gets dark. Okay, so if you are drinking, like Johnny is right now. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm having a little whiskey. Just. Just get ready to pound a couple because it's going to get real dark right here. So Castro led Michelle into a small pink bedroom and slammed the door behind him. She didn't know at this time, but she would soon be in this room for the next 11 years. Michelle, Michelle said she was going to miss her appointment, and he put his hands on her nose and mouth and one the other on the back of her head and pulled off her glasses and said, I'll kill you if you scream again. He threw her down and she passed out. When she woke up, Castro was standing over her. He went into the next room and left Michelle in the room. Clearly, he had prepared this room beforehand. There were two poles on each side of the room with a cable running between the two. Castro came back in with a stool and two orange extension cords. He told her everything was going to be okay if she listened to him and he would release her soon. He tied her legs together at her ankles. He tied them so tight her feet went numb. She put her arms behind her back, and he tied her hands together. He put the other end of the cord around her neck, then sat down on the stool and started masturbating over her. He became emotional during this and told her that all he really wanted was to be friends and how lonely he was without his wife and kids. He said he wanted somewhere to be there for him, and then he came. <laughs> Fucking fuck. Psycho, dude. Yeah, bro. But that's not the end. There's more. So... He told her not to get up, and he punched her in the side of the head. Then he pulled out a gun and threatened to shoot her, and he told her no one could hear her scream. Then he grabbed the second extension cord around. He grabbed the second extension cord and tied it around her legs, arm, and neck, and tied it to the cable she was hanging in from the window. He then stuffed a dirty sock in her mouth and wrapped duct tape, duct tape around her head and told her he was going to get some food and turned the radio on and walked out. So she's literally suspended in the air. With a nasty, dirty sock in her mouth with duct tape wrapped around her head. And all she wanted was a fucking puppy. Well, now he wants a burger, All she bro. wanted was a puppy. He said, and he did. He eats McDonald's all while. He walked. said, BRB, dude. I'm craving a fucking <laughs> animal style. I don't think there's In-N-Out's in Cleveland, right? I think they're everywhere now. Mm, maybe a Whataburger. Man, I, I don't know. Whataburger's gotten kind so of lazy. So at yeah, man, I'm getting kind of sick of water. Okay, we're not going to get into it. <laughs> we'll be going on forever. So at 6.02 on Friday, Barbara Knight went to the police station to report her daughter missing. She described her as 4 feet 7 inches tall and was disabled. She told them she had a learning disability and was often confused of her surroundings, and the police did very little to find Michelle and said they figured she just left. So... This is like a theme for the whole fucking Ariel Castro debacle is that no one gave a fuck about Michelle Knight, dude. No one cared that she was missing. Only her parents cared that she was missing. Like, there was no media coverage of her. The police didn't give a shit. Nobody was looking for her. I've always felt like families typically felt that way. You know, I mean, of course, I've never experienced that. And no, but I never there's will, like – But I always assumed – that, you know, a family going through that, they probably feel like they're the only ones putting up flyers and going around town asking, have you seen this person? And, you, and they feel yeah, like no one is doing anything how, else about it. I could, you can imagine how her parents felt because the other girl had a ton of like press coverage every year on the anniversary of her disappearance. She was all over the fucking news. There was people doing candlelight vigils and shit for her, and nobody gave a fuck about Michelle, man. Yeah. Nobody did. And it pisses me off. It's tragic, man. Yeah, so, you feel bad for her. You know, you, I mean, you feel bad for her already. It sucks, but then you, because she's been given. Yeah, when you realize she's that given no such one a was, bad hand. Yeah. 
No one cared, man, and it sucks. So later Castro would say he didn't intend to kidnap a girl that night, but the, quote, opportunity presented itself. A fucking lunatic, man. I swear, it's crazy. Eventually Castro returned and tried to feed Michelle, and when she tried to fight him off, he grabbed her jaw and ordered her to eat. And when she wouldn't, without a warning, he untied her from the extension cord that she fell on the floor. And then he untied the ones from her wrists and ankles and told her to get up. But she couldn't because her legs and ankles were numb because she'd been fucking dangling in the air for God knows how long. So he picked her up, threw her over his shoulder like a sack of fucking potatoes, and then took her in another room and threw her on a dirty ass stained mattress. Then, okay, it's going to get dark here again, guys, so if you're, you know, it's going to get pretty crazy again. Uh, so he ripped her clothes off and then began raping her for hours while she screamed in pain. And when he was finished, he and Michelle were covered in Michelle's blood. And then he started talking to her like they were dating. He told her about his past when he was sexually assaulted as a child and talked about Nilda and how upset he was when she left and all this other shit. So this dude is obviously very, very out of touch with reality and just everything because he literally just did this horrible, terrible thing to this girl for hours and then he's done and he's just like, so how was your day? Yeah, it's almost like a, you know, like a bipolar disorder. I don't know. Like I thought a, I was getting a fucking puppy, but I didn't. Multiple personality. I, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it, it's – I mean but you see that in behavior it's, a lot. Even in children, you know, it's – if if you have a, a – a child who has a learning disability, or not a learning disability, but like a a a, be, a behavior issue. A lot of times, right. like they'll have a meltdown, or they'll they'll have an aggressive moment, and then the next minute, and then five seconds later, like, yeah, okay. no, I like Legos. Do you like Legos? It's just a completely like, different uh, realm that they go into when they. It's very strange. It's, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm not qualified to fully understand it, but it's. It's interesting to watch, and it's. Uh, probably not in Michelle's case. She's probably not. Well, no, but it's. Uh, you know, but it's. Yeah. It's hard to. Uh, it's. I don't, for me, it's hard to understand. Uh, or. Definitely. Yeah. I, it's. 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 Uh, it's interesting. So, he got up, got dressed, and then he does this. More and more, too. He threw dollar bills at her and told her it was, quote, payment for her services as if she was there with her own fucking free will. Uh, then he drug her down to the stairs, hitting her head on each step. So he's dragging her by her feet and her head just like clunk, 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 going down the fucking stairs. So not only is she like going through this crazy mental trauma, she's now – I mean, well, she's been getting abused. And this is just degrading, dragging somebody downstairs like that, you know? Right. So he drug her down the stairs, and he was taking her to the basement, and he got her in the basement and threw her on the floor, and she could see a white pole from floor to ceiling, and Castro said, this is where you're going to stay until I can trust you. And he put another dirty sock in her mouth, chained her to the, chained her to the white pole in the room, and he wrapped a chain around her neck, her waist, and her head, and he padlocked both chains together and then put a motorcycle helmet on her head to muffle her screams. Can you? I can't imagine being in that situation. Well, no. But, and I mean, the, the saddest, worst thing is that right now, as we're talking, there's probably someone in someone's basement or in their home against their middle of suburbia. In this this exact situation. No, it's crazy. Uh, and we'll never know until she escapes. No, the, or he his escapes. complete lack of empathy is. It's just it's it's, it's dark it's, as fuck, man. The shit. It really is. The fact that he was to able to be sleep that at out night. of touch. I can't sleep at night if an assignment is due. And, and this, this motherfucker's got ruining like, this woman's locked life. up women sleeping under him, and he sleeps like a fucking baby. Well, he's dead now, so well, that's good. you know, slept. My bad. Right, slept. Now he's asleep forever. <laughs> so he would start a routine from here. He would get up. Okay, so this is how fucked up this dude is. He would get up in the morning, get ready, go on his school bus route, come back, feed Michelle, rape her, and then he would go on his afternoon route. And after he would rape her, he would throw napkins at her and tell her, quote, clean yourself up, and then he would shove them down her throat. It's like, a nightmare to be around. <laughs> An absolute nightmare. And he had visitors during this time that she's here. 
his uh, side woman, side chick Lillian, would still sleep over, and then Michelle could hear them upstairs having sex. He kept her in the basement, chained to the pole for a few weeks. He would rape her up to seven times a day. How the fuck? He gave her a plastic. How are you fucking seven times a day to start anyway? Like, what the hell, bro? I mean, in an extreme way, I guess. I mean, this is like this dude's dream. So it's like he just gets it up for. Yeah, I guess so. Raping, I guess. That, that I makes know. sense. It's, that makes sense. It's crazy. That makes that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense that he gets hard for raping girls. That makes total that makes, sense. Oh, I, I get that, this dude. I, I get, get it. it. Yeah, I get. It. I understand. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. So, and he would usually only feed her one time a day, one meal a day. So she's getting worse treatment than literal prisoners. And Michelle would later say that she would just pass out and wake up, and that's how she would pass time. She would think of Joey and. That's how she coped with the abuse, and that's just so fucking oh, sad. Oh, yeah, I and mean, she was completely numb. It was just... 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 Taking it, literally, and... Metaphorically. And it's fucked well, up. I think mentally you reach a point where it's like there's... Zero amount of effort is going to change my circumstance. So... So, just deal with why it, Why not block it out? Why not go somewhere else, uh... That's much happier while it's happening, you know, and it's... I can't imagine the brain, like, just being able to do that is incredible. I can't imagine the recovery. It'd be hard to come back to, you know, <laughs> oh, I mean... Oh, God, I know. It, it doesn't matter, you know, it's what It's bad services. enough when someone is sexually assaulted, the trauma that they go through with, it, you know, it happening once. Imagine, like, I just... 11 years of abuse. Some of them are stronger 11 than Eleven years. Mentally, shit, definitely. Dude. I can't imagine it, dude. It's insane. So a month after Castro brought her into the home, um, he brought her upstairs into a bedroom and chained her to the bed. And then all the windows had wool blankets and barbed wire on them, so she couldn't see out. Nobody could see in, and she had no way to escape out of them. Now, it gets heavier, dude, and that's what's crazy, is it gets worse. So in September, she got pregnant with Castro's baby, and... Because one day he noticed that she was lactating and asked if she was pregnant. And then he hit her in the stomach with a barbell over and over and over again. And he started starving her so that she would miscarry. And after she had the miscarry, he would blame her, saying she hated him and killed his baby. And he punched her in the face, and then he picked up the tiny fetus and put it in Michelle's arms. It's insane. Like, I just... Having a kid makes you soft, but this is fucking horrible. So he did this, and then wintertime comes. So Castro doesn't have any heat in the house, and he doesn't give – he didn't give Michelle any blankets or anything, and she's stripped naked this whole time. Michelle would get so cold that her lips would turn blue, and she could see her breath because we're in Cleveland in the wintertime. Yeah, no, winters are brutal up there. So, yeah. And he, she hasn't showered since he's taken her in there. And if she ever disobeyed him, he'd stop feeding her. So this dude is just a fucking... He's just, he's just a sadistic piece of shit. Just a pile of just dirty shit. A big old shit. piece of shit. Well, pieces of shit are typically dirty. Right. I mean, you can't pick a turd up from the clean end. <laughs> you can't do that. No, you cannot. Um, so at Christmas, Castro gave her a puppy to keep her company... Back to fucking puppies again. Not fucking puppies, but we're back to puppies again. I hate these uh, puppies. <laughs> there's no bestiality in this episode. Oh, thank God, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just so overwhelmed with Dude, it. Dude, I'm you know? drained at the moment. It's these been in every episode. <laughs> so he got her the puppy to keep her company, but obviously she got attached to the puppy, and the puppy got attached to her. So the dog bit Castro while he was attacking Michelle, and then... He broke the puppy's neck in front of Michelle. Fucking gnarly. So now he's murdering animals. Like, this dude is just fucking... I wish I could bring him back to life and just strangle him again. Man, I, I, wish, I wish we could just keep him alive. Because that's why he took his own life. I mean, we'll get to that, but it's like... The man couldn't handle uh, his own treatment, you know? He couldn't handle being imprisoned, but he fucking did yeah, just it. Just put him in a fucking just, box. Let him... 
They should just put him in a fucking cage. Just let him starve. That's what they planned on doing. There's no way they would have given that man. You know, I mean, he didn't murder anybody. He would just spend the rest of his days in prison. He knew what he was looking at, but he knew that he wasn't built for it. And a charge. I wish he was still alive and suffering in prison. Well, I think everybody that knows about this case feels the same way. Because I mean, at least I wish he was murdered instead of you know taking his own life. Because I mean, it feels like there's no justice. No, it really does feel that way for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it'd be different. But he went out on his own terms, and that pisses a lot of people off. It pisses me off. So on Christmas Day, uh, this uh, on, on Christmas Day, Castro raped Michelle again, and then started telling her that her son was better off without her, and that's why he isn't with her for Christmas. So now he's literally torturing her physically and mentally. Well, um, I mean, so uh, yeah, already, but this is like really poking at her wounds. You know what I mean? Right, but abuse is. I mean, it's doesn't matter. It, uh, physically, it's it's always mentally. If it's, I mean, it's yeah, a, but I mean, he's really like getting very specific with his types of mental abuse. Right, but point. like breaking the dog's neck. I mean, he knows what things are going to get to you. Right, he knows how to make her. You know, he knows how to push her right. buttons. So, um, Michelle tried to escape at one point. She attempted to pick the lock with a needle that she got from the bathroom, and then. Castro took her to the basement again and told her she wasn't the only one who had been down here, and she saw a shrine in the corner that said RIP, well, R-I-P, with a girl's name that had been scribbled out. Now, there's no real proof or anything that Castro had killed anyone. There's a good chance it was a head uh, That game. I know of. Yeah, it could have easily been just him, you know, trying to fuck with her or whatever. Right. But, uh, so... April 2003, she became pregnant again, and Astro, or Astro, Castro kicked her in the stomach so hard, she fell back and hit her head on a door, and then 10 days later, she miscarried again. And he would also tell Michelle he was a victim as well because of the abuse he endured as a child. And he told her he was actively looking for another girl to kidnap, and this time he wanted a blonde, which is a strange, you know, specific. But I guess everybody has their thing, I guess. Well, we already know he's taking time to think about what he's doing. Exactly. This um, isn't stealing a piece of gum and feeling bad about it. You've locked a human this being. This is literally stealing a human person. <laughs> yeah, so. So Amanda Berry was his second victim. Now, we said earlier that the other girl, I didn't want to give away her name, but the other girl, what we said earlier, was the one who got all the press coverage and every fucking thing. That was Amanda Berry. Everybody knew who Amanda Berry was at this time. So Amanda Berry was born April 22nd, 1986 to Luana Miller and Johnny Berry, and she grew up on West 111th Street. I don't know why I couldn't read that number. Um, When she was four, Amanda's parents split up and her and her father moved to Elizabethton, Tennessee, where they had our... Elizabethton. It's it's T-O-N, so it's not Elizabethtown, it's Elizabethton. It's a fun one to say, though. Elizabethton. Yeah, Elizabethton, Tennessee, where they had already had family. Um... And then growing up, Amanda went to John Marshall High School, and she was extremely <laughs> smart and gifted and talented in, in gifted and talented programs. Uh, so quite the opposite of Michelle Knight. <clears throat> so when she was 16, Amanda began working at Burger King to earn some extra cash. And during this time, too, Luana had been planning a party for Amanda for her 17th birthday. Uh, On April 21st, 2003, Amanda went to her job at Burger King, and she had been excited about her birthday party following – or going to be on the following day. And before leaving for work, Amanda placed $100 in her drawer so she could get her nails done for the party the next day. And then during work that evening, evening, Amanda told a coworker about how excited she was for her party. All this is going to make sense in a minute about the – No, these are just fun facts about Amanda that, you know, just kind of – no, I mean, it, <laughs> just you know, give you guys a little no, background. No, I mean, yeah, for people that don't know a lot about the case, this it's a it's a a good. But way it's all going to make sense. One, in a minute, yeah, yeah, you're it's you're we're hey we're we're illustrating a fucking picture here. No, we're doing the episode you're gonna here. Understand so quit Amanda your just one second, you're going to have an idea of what kind of human being she was, which was if you don't like it, start your own delightful podcast. And I have listened to it. I'll check it out. For I sure, may. I like to support. My I friends. may or may not. Exactly. I probably will, though, because I like true crime. Um, 
So Amanda told a coworker about how excited she was for her birthday, and then her coworker the same night offered to give her a ride home, which she denied. Probably should have took it. Definitely uh, should have taken six, it. Definitely should have taken that ride. Uh, probably would have ended up a lot better than uh, she did. So at 6.36, April 21st, Amanda clocked out of Burger King and began her journey home. She began walking north on West 110th Street, and then out driving that night, of course, was Mr. Ariel Castro. Bucket Castro. Who had his daughter. So he had his daughter in the car at this time, Arlene. So after driving past Amanda, Ariel Castro dropped Arlene off and made a U-turn towards Amanda. So he literally kicked his fucking daughter out of the car and went back to pick up this girl. I thought he was going to use the kid um, to pick up a chick, but apparently no, not. No, 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 no. He had other plans. And at this time, Amanda was talking on the phone to her sister. And then Castro pulled up beside Amanda and offered her a ride, which she accepted. And then she then told her sister that she had a ride and she would see her soon. But she did She not. didn't. She never did. She had the ride, but she did not see her sister soon. Oh, man. I mean, I can't, it's, I can't imagine how shitty. Just, I mean, because, I mean, hindsight, you know, if you read her case, it's like she was just having a normal day, going to work at a little fast food restaurant gig. And, you know, mm-hmm. just she was planning things that that people plan in their lives with people that they love and care about, not knowing what is about to fucking go down. But just I can't imagine the guilt of her sister because she's like, I have a ride. And her sister didn't say, who is it? You know, well, who's the person giving you a ride? Because if she would have asked who the person was, boom, case over. No, None of this would have happened because she would have known the last person she was with. Right. And I'm sure she does live with that, but I don't think she necessarily should. I think it's, it's just one of those things, man. No, not you at all. You can't blame yourself because you didn't ask the right question you know, in this particular Yeah. Case. No. But I can imagine it's not something was, that you're just going to be able to forget about and just move on from. You're going to be no. You would you're going to feel, feel like you should have you should have been able to do something. But this is coming from zero experience, so, by the way. Right, I'm talking completely. I'm with, just trying um, to think zero experience on the subject. Yeah, I'm just trying to put myself right. in someone's shoes who has something that had a tragic loss. A yeah, well, no, and that's the problem, man. These guys that we talk about and gals, I don't want to discriminate. Girls be crazy too. There was one girl, huh? There was one girl. But uh, uh, that's uh, Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, there's a gap between uh, them and being able to understand uh, someone else's situation, mm-hmm. circumstance. So. So Amanda gets in the van, and then Castro introduced himself himself and asked if she knew her son, his son, Ariel Castro Jr., who used to work at the same Burger King. And I guess she did not know him because it doesn't say anything else about that. Now, this part would be uh, terrifying. This would be extremely scary because you got in the car with this person that you don't know, and then you're in the vehicle – and you realize that he has driven straight past your house. Didn't stop where you told him he needed to get yeah. out. Um, so when he she asked where they were going, he said that she he was taking her to see Angie, his daughter, which he she knew. Um, <clears throat> so once inside the house, Ariel Castro told Amanda that Angie must be in the bathroom and that she would be out soon. He led her upstairs, and then when passing an open room, Michelle Amanda noticed a woman inside and asked who it was, and he said it was his roommate. Um, Amanda was led into a bedroom, and at this time, or probably a little while before, she began getting nervous, rightfully so. Um, Amanda then told Eric Castro that he had to let her go or he would be in trouble. So again, he put his hand over her mouth, and threw her on the floor, and then raped her. Just right out the gate, dude. The, right out the gate. Didn't he's got experience now, man? He's ramping right, up. Right, as far as like from anymore. her, like her standpoint, like there's no. He didn't just like. There's no phase one, phase two, phase, you know what I mean? Like he just like no, slammed man. her into you the see house. This a lot with people like this. Just rushes just keep, yeah, but if you're but if this up, is gonna dude. be a long term thing, it's like bro, like he didn't even try to pace himself. He didn't just like lock her up for no. a couple days, let her be disoriented. And then do some fucking shit. He's ready to get shit. to the goods in his case, yeah, man. Since, He's just yeah. ready to fucking die. Zero right patience. In well, I mean, do you expect him to have patience? Well, no. Obviously, yeah. So after he was done, he duct taped Amanda's wrists and ankles together and covered her mouth. He then, again, put a motorcycle on her head, 
a motorcycle <laughs> a motorcycle helmet on her and head. that was the end of no and he smashed her head with a motorcycle he's really strong uh, he put a motorcycle on her head. Shit. And this then... motherfucker was the opposite of <laughs> actually... shit. Like this dude was, right. this dude was fucking ugly, bro. This dude, like, I'm not running two miles in the morning, but this dude was out of. This shit. dude was just fucking slop, just goddamn slop, right. bro. He's a soup fucking sandwich. Moving dude. on, helmet, motorcycle helmet. So he forced her into the basement where he chained her up on the same pole Michelle had been chained to. So later on in the night, obviously, Amanda's mother was starting to get worried and she, because she knew Amanda was always home on time and that she was excited about her birthday party the next day. So that's why, you know, it's all starting to come together now, right? You guys were paying attention earlier, right? Nah, dude, they've turned right? it off. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> 52 minutes in, dude. They're like, fuck this. This is a long episode. Um, so naturally, Luana and Beth, Amanda's sister, were calling all over the place trying to find anyone who knew where Amanda might be. And eventually they went to the police police station to report her missing. The next morning, Detective Brent Skaggs interviewed Beth and Luana. They both stated that this was not normal for Amanda and that she had actually already printed missing posters. Her mom was on fucking top of it, dude. Her mom did not let up the whole time she well, was gone. man. A parent losing a um, fucking child? That's got to be devastating. And you'll, I couldn't you'll go through fucking oh hell and God, hot water. Dude, I, would, like it's, I would burn the world to the ground. No, and a lot of parents would do the same. Rightfully so. I, I mean, I can't imagine. I don't want to think. I have a it. dog, dude. If anything happened to Bogey, devastated, man. You'd be devastated. I will go on a fucking rampage if anything fucking happened to him. So I can't imagine. You know, like my own flesh and blood. Like that's dude. It's it's weird. You know, like because you barely know the kid, and he already the matter. He's part weird. of you, man. Weird, He's part of you. If it wasn't for you, he wouldn't exist. Exactly. I brought him into this world, and I can fucking take well, him out. Well, if he's going to be taken out, okay. you want to be the one that takes him out. Exactly. You don't want to... But that's well, murder. You don't so want a strange fucking slop motherfucker from Cleveland, Ohio, or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I will m- murder Ariel Castro if he tried to take my son. I'd murder anyone if they tried to take my son. So if you're listening out there, kidnapper, if you I take will murder his son, you. man, you are in <laughs> for it. <laughs> I will fucking okay, watch your anyway, back. So, watch your back. Uh, he has skills. <laughs> a very specific set of skills. <laughs> I can never say that without fucking it up, so I just don't even bother. I know. I'm not even gonna try it. So uh so she had already printed the missing posters and was handing him out. Uh Detective Skaggs went and interviewed Amanda's boyfriend, DJ, who was now the prime suspect, obviously. That's usually how it goes. Um and he was like, I think she was kidnapped. Given the circumstances, he literally was like, I think she might have been kidnapped. And they're like, ah, fuck this guy. He's not a detective. I'm a detective. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I've got the training. Um, <laughs> who do you have a badge? I have a badge. Shut the fuck up. What's your badge number? I don't see a badge. <laughs> they're from, I don't know why he's from Boston. They're from New York, I or guess. New York, yeah. He's from Boston, I guess. Yeah. He just transferred yeah, here. Yeah, well, your mother, your mom sells fish down by the harbor. <laughs> You're not no fucking detective. Jesus. Yeah, well, I was a firefighter once. <laughs> so she disappeared with no money, uh, no phone charger, which was still important back then, um, and no extra clothes other than her Burger King uniform. So Castro is got Amanda in the house now. He's probably sitting his fat, frumpy ass on the frumpy couch ass. messing with her phone at this point. So he's listening to all the voicemails on Amanda's phone. And it even gotten to the point to where he would have to erase messages to hear new ones because so many people were trying to call her and get he'd find out where the fuck she is. So soon after Amanda was put in the house, she tried to escape. Naturally, Castro caught her, taped her hands and feet and mouth, and raped her again. I know I'm kind of breezing over that, but it, it's so reoccurring at this point. No, that if I read it, it dramatically every time, you guys would get pretty annoyed. Hey, man, dialogue on rape um, is difficult. Okay, don't be embarrassed. It is, don't man. I don't even like buddy. saying the it's word, fucking honestly. Tough. Yeah, especially as a man. And to tell you society, man, you don't want to sound too sexist anymore. You don't want to do anything that sounds a little too, uh, no, you know, man, yeah. You, you, just want to, you don't want to sound like an I asshole. Want to, yeah, I only want to say things that, that let people know that, hey, I'm on your side, man. Well, well, man I just want to make people laugh. And if you guys are laughing, then I'm doing my job. But I don't get paid but for no, this. But no, no. So rape rape discussion is, is difficult if you uh, – if you have it's very difficult so i'm definitely going to put like a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode for that sake you know because it's a traumatic thing and people have experienced it so well, I don't maybe want, you don't you know, need to do a trigger warning i don't know 
I think by now. Maybe. I'd say fuck a lot. Yeah, they probably know what they're in for. We've we've definitely done a lot of episodes where there's multiple. Yeah. Uh, no, we're good. Rape. We're good. It's dark. Such, it's just the way it is, man. People are fucked up. We just want to talk about episode. it. That's all. So, um, he took her down to the basement again, chained her to the pole, and then put the motorcycle helmet on her head again, and then he brought her into the bedroom uh, soon after and chained her to a heater, which I guess obviously didn't work because there's no fucking heat. Well, I would, so, I would imagine uh, it's like maybe an old, you know, those old heaters like that come those out of there. heaters, like just like up against the wall. Yeah, yeah. You know, remember what was the movie Black Snake Moan? You know, like one of those like type of heaters that... Oh, it's such a good it, movie. Speaking a, of chaining it's up It's a people, great film. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's, it, and it's, it's like very similar, you know, as far as like... It well, is. I mean, obviously well, Samuel Jackson's not a bad aspect. guy, you know, he just... He just tried. Well, he did basically change. He chained her up. Dude, you know, it, okay, so it was, it was demons. So is he really the? It good was guy? dark what he did, but you have to understand, he didn't make any sexual passes at her. Uh, he it was merely to she. So, he me, knew that she had a problem with with giving her goods out around town. So he figured if he chained her so up. So let me get this straight. You are you are saying that it is okay to kidnap someone as long as you have <laughs> the best intentions for them. The thing is, I'm not saying that it's right to kidnap anyone ever, but black but black snake bone. <laughs> Samuel Jackson's a good guy, bro. He's a good guy. He's, He's a fucking good guy. How is he not a good guy? Outside of kidnapping another the, human being. I'm not gonna I don't. <laughs> you can't how just, do you feel? It's like he's well, a good what guy, would you say? but he cut if, this if dude's head you, off. You can't like. You, so you think he's a bad guy? I think he is not a stable individual. Well, no. I, I would say. Can he sing the blues? Absolutely. He did it in the name of Jesus. That's worse. Well, you know, we live in America. There's a lot of people that, that, that think that that's okay. And I think maybe that's my conditioned thinking of, of why I think he's a good guy. It's like I'm not religious. I think you're digging a pretty I, big hole right ah, now. Ah, fuck it. I carry a shovel everywhere. <laughs> I mean I grew up <laughs> I, I grew up Catholic. You have a background. Right. right now, no, no, no I, I, I grew up Catholic, but I don't uh, – I'm not a practicing uh, Christian uh, any longer, but – so you heard it here first, the Major Dark Chronicles. You can kidnap people as long as it is a religious thing and you don't want them fucking the entire time. I would time. not say that, Got and it. I don't condone any part of that. I would, however, <laughs> say the only time it is okay to kidnap someone is it there is never is if you are Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> okay. You hear that, Samuel L. Jackson? You can kidnap anyone you but want. But he's not going to. And if he does, it's in the name of Jesus. because right, he's not a listener. Because he's not a listener, so he didn't hear uh, that thing be, just said. That's why he's not going to do I it. mail him letters. Oh, every day. Every <laughs> fucking day. I send, him, I send him I color pictures, and I fold them up, and I send them to him in the mail. Has he written He has that? never responded. Not yet. Yeah, I'd st- I'm still... I'm still hopeful. Give him time. He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. I'm guessing it. I'm guessing it's because I haven't colored that well. I think it's. I think it's my coloring skills. New color pencils. I'll get you some. I'll get you some. I want him to write you back. Anyone who's listening, uh, I'll. uh, uh, I I would greatly appreciate art supplies, uh, construction (laughs) paper, uh, uh, Elmer's glue sticks, the purple ones. They're really cool, and I, I like not the way they look the, on not paper. Not the one in the bottle, glue no, sticks. No, no, no. Who uses the bottle anymore? It bleeds through, and you can see the hardening behind the paper. It's, yeah, that shit's messy. Yeah, no. It's only good if you put it on your hands. I want that purple off. stick. It's shit. Okay, so mail those to John. Shout out to house. Elmer's. I'll put the address up Sh- in the Shout out to Elmer's. I want free um, Elmer's <laughs> glue sticks. Purple shit. And that's our sponsor this week. <laughs> Brought to you Elmer's by glue. Elmer's glue. The one so, with the cow on it. Um... All right, we're going to start wrapping this up pretty soon. All right. We're at an hour already of talking about fucking... I know, it's getting glue. boring. We probably should wrap it up soon. This is getting... Yeah, we should. We'll wrap it up here in a minute. So, April 28th, a week after Amanda went missing, news coverages started coming out like crazy. Local news was interviewing Luana. She told her the story of Amanda missing. And then Castro's sick, crazy ass watched the newscasts. So he's sitting on his couch with this girl in his home and being like, wow, she's on the news. Crazy. On the news. So a little while later, he grabbed Amanda's cell phone and called her mother and said, I have your daughter. She's healthy and okay. 
but when Luana asked to speak to Amanda, he hung up the phone. So not quite as sinister as uh, Albert Fish writing the letter to Grace Bud's mom. If you don't, if you haven't heard that, look it up on YouTube. It's completely fucked up. He describes how he ate her daughter. Uh, over the course of nine days. Not as fucked up as that, but still pretty bad. It would take me longer than nine days to eat a fucking human, dude. She's eight, dude. She's not even big. I, you, you, I'm gagging the whole time, brosif. I think... Well, not if you're into it. You're not going <laughs> to gag well, if you like not. eating people. Yeah. You don't gag when you eat a steak. No, but from mom's standpoint... But I bet you could eat, like... How much does an eight-year-old weigh, like... 60 pounds? I have pounds? no idea, dude. You can probably eat 60 have, pounds of steak in I nine days. N- I, I, I've never been good at guessing someone's weight or age. I have no idea. I, I also don't pick up a lot of eight-year-olds. I do not That's true. I don't lift a lot of eight-year-olds. Don't say pick up because that means other yeah, things. Yeah, that sounds strange. I do not lift an, uh, very many eight-year-olds. <laughs> but when Noah is eight, I will get back to you guys and let you know how much we'll he weighs. keep you posted. So, Eight years from now, come back and we'll let or you Or you know. could just ask someone um, or – I wouldn't say go lift an no, eight-year-old no, 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 unless no. you know the eight-year-old. Definitely do not lift an eight-year-old without If you know the eight-year-old or, or if you know the parents of the eight-year-old, I could uh, – Feel free to lift Well, them. with permission. You don't just – I know that do person. Do not grab so strangers' you lift children. Their kid. Yeah, it's – there's etiquette, okay? Bad. Yeah, and lifting kids is a But no, it. from mom's uh, point of view – what he did by answering the phone, it, it, it meant the world to her. It, 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 I can imagine being a parent. I mean, I guess I can't imagine. I can try to imagine being a parent. I feel like it's well. I mean, it gives her peace of mind, but it's that's still exactly like what it is, man. Up, he is, so it's fucked up, right? But before he said that, he she didn't know whether she was dead or alive, and now she has right. But I mean, he could be. Lying. It doesn't matter. Her hope is still rejuvenated. It's it's I guess man. because you don't know and and any news, any any positive news is is just the best news I would say and right. any news is good. Well, maybe not. maybe 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 she's he dead. did That's that for mom. Is. Maybe maybe he's a crazy person. I'm leaning with the latter. Well, no, he's definitely unstable. But as far as like why why Very. he did it, it's actually pretty surprising. I agree. Um, so a few minutes later, he called again and told her, quote, Mandy is going to be my wife. Uh, he said he wanted him. she wanted him to marry. She wanted to marry him and wanted to be with him. Probably not true. Um, and then Castro went into Michelle's room and told her, if you watch the news, you might see that there's a tragedy in Cleveland tonight. And she soon realized that Castro kept his word and kidnapped another girl. And that's where we're going to stop for this episode. Oh. Pretty intense stuff. I wanted to stop later, but it's like we're at an hour now. So. Corey's a dad now, so he's got like an too. old man bedtime. He's got a fucking... I'm also a married man now, too. The truth is is that he titty feeds Noah, so he has to get out of here. I and do. fucking. <laughs> I just cut a hole in my shirt and I put the bottle through it, so it's Why light. not just take the shirt fun. off, bro? Why ruin a shirt? Because then I have to hold the bottle. Whatever, dude. Anyway, I use the same shirt. I don't use multiple shirts. Yeah, but I I still Look, man, just let me my I don't have any shirts okay? that I would like to cut holes in, I guess. You breastfeed your dog, I breastfeed my I, son. I, fine. I I do not. I never said that. <sighs> right. Now he's saying. No, nah, he's on anyway, Powerade. So I give him uh, that uh, that Frost Powerade <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> the Cherry Frost one? That's yeah, the best no, well, one. Yeah, well, that's his favorite. So I just kind of I yeah, keep his. I like it too. Send me some. His, Send some. I keep way. his bowl full of Powerade. Yeah. <laughs> and he just sprints around the house. Constantly. Well, he is pretty athletic, so. Right, that's good. It's good to have an athletic dog if you have the time for yeah. it. Um, don't break his neck. Uh, don't break dogs' necks. That's bad don't. stuff. Uh, don't kidnap people unless you're Samuel L. Jackson. Um, and we'll hopefully be back next week with another episode, uh, wrapping up this Ariel Castro bullshit. Cause I'm tired of talking about it. Honestly. Yeah. Plus this gap. I mean, we need to, we need to speed it up cause this, the, you know, the gap in between recording is we do, man, we are leaving you guys hanging. I know people slacking. are just fucking checking their phones constantly. Like, I've had, a, I've had a couple of people ask me like, when the fuck are you going to get your shit together? I have had no one ask me anything I have. about the show, which is it's surprising. I mean, um, I know we probably don't have a lot of listeners, but 
I, I, I mean, I know they're just giving me my space, but I mean, I would appreciate <laughs> but, uh, yeah. some attention. I personally talked to a couple that at least are nice enough to entertain the podcast and pretend that they, they yeah, like it. Yeah, be and like, support. hey, you guys kind of suck. But, but they, ha- they have mentioned, like, hey, I, I'm done listening and you need to, like, make something new. Because I've got a couple of friends. Your shit is getting well, old. I got a couple of friends that listen to me. To listen to us. Listen to me. Listen to us while we uh, while they jog or while they're driving to work, whatever. But that's terrifying. Well, I would not want to listen to any of this while I'm. Out I don't know, home. man. I listen to I listen to podcasts when I cycle around town. Sometimes I listen to NPR. Yeah, I've been listening to audiobooks. Uh, anyway. Anyways. Now everybody knows that I so listen to NPR. So that's this episode. So. We'll be back very soon, I hope. Our schedules hopefully sync up. I get one day off a fucking week, so that makes it a little bit difficult. Well, I, also, I have a son. Yeah, you're a dad now. So that's hard to deal with also. Well, spring break's over. Penciling you guys in. I've, I mean, I'm I'm basically working until summer break, which is two and a half months, ten weeks, or some shit like that. Right. So yeah, um, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at How the Dogs Chill. Twitter's the same thing. Uh, follow the podcast on at MJC podcast and uh, Johnny has social media but doesn't use it a lot. No, I mean um, you posted a picture of your dog recently, which was nice. I like to see. I don't even know my Instagram. I'm gonna attempt to to recite my handle, but I don't even it's know. Like, was it Johnny Morrison twenty twenty seven eighty six? I don't know. But I'm whatever. Either. I mean, you and I follow each other, so they can just go through yours and they can find me. This is the first. Yeah, it's uh, at Johnny Morrison twenty seven eighty six. That's two R's in there Morrison. There you go. So yeah, follow yeah. Johnny. I don't have anything on there that's very already. incriminating, so it's going to be a pretty boring page. So whatever. Yeah, it's just mostly his dog and his face, which is both great things. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome, more, man. More well, yeah, people uh, need to get on board with that shit. <laughs> you might find a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not looking. All right, well, we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. Take it easy. Thanks for tuning in.